0: Oh, welcome back to another audio adventure on Insight So good to have you back with us Or if you're here for the first time, welcome Thank you for joining us I'm Chris Van Fleet. take your coat off, stay a while And you know I just love bringing inspiring people onto the show And Brandon Collymore, better known on YouTube as BDE Brandon Does Everything, is a massive inspiration Man, the guy inspires the hell out of me Chances are you've either seen one of his videos, maybe you've seen all of his videos, but if you haven't, I can guarantee that his videos have popped up in your YouTube recommendations. We first became friends uh, about a year ago, and both of our YouTube channels were right around the same, right around 250,000 subscribers. Actually, I, I might have been you know, just slightly ahead of him. Well, now, his channel has absolutely exploded. As I sit here right now, I'm at 285,000 subscribers. Not bad. That's okay. Brandon is at 375,000 and growing every single day. Incredible. And by the way, he's only 21 years old. Yeah, full-time YouTuber at 21 years old, making far more money than most 21-year-olds on the face of the planet. Certainly more than I was making when I was 21 working my first radio job at 570 News in Kitchener, Ontario. Yeah, that was my 21-year-old job. $8 an hour. That's what I was making. Brandon, just crushing it. Perhaps you're into YouTube or content creation. Maybe not, but I'm sure you know somebody who is. So share this episode with them. Snap a screenshot. Share it on social media. You can tag me at Chris Van Vliet, and tag BDE. He is at It's Brandon D.E on Twitter. By the way, those awesome thumbnails that you see on these episodes and you see on YouTube, Brandon, yeah, he's the mastermind behind all of them. Dude is so talented. Such a pleasure to have him on the show. By the way, have you left a review yet? If you have a moment today, it would mean the world to me if you could leave a review on Apple Podcasts like this one from Aaron Moss, who says, keep him coming. As a truck driver who listens to multiple podcasts a day, Chris's podcasts are a breath of fresh air. They have a different spin on the old style of question-answer format with a conversational style that flows so smoothly into your ear holes. Love that. Let's get to 2K reviews by my birthday, May 18th. Keep them rolling, sir. Does that mean your birthday is May 18th and my birthday is May 19th? Wow. Happy early birthday, my friend. Thank you so much for the review, Aaron. I'll keep reading one out. The goal is 2,000 reviews by my birthday... May 19th, which is, that's next month now. Man, this year is just flying by. But I we're, we're getting close. So if you have a moment today, please make sure to leave a review on there. And I will keep reading one out on every single episode. All right. My guest today is awesome. And he does everything. Please welcome BDE. Brandon does everything. Yes, we are doing this thing. BDE, you know. CBV. I'm Man, I'm excited. pumped. Same. Oh, this is, and I don't, like, I don't know if people realize this, but you and I have been working together kind of behind the scenes mm-hmm. for quite a while. So it's good for us to be like officially collaborating now.
1: Right. And like I had you on my channel like months ago for the uh, YouTubers draft what I get on the wheel or whatever. Um, but yeah, a lot of people don't know that, uh, I make your thumbnails behind the scenes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Look, I was honored that you asked me to collaborate on your channel. I'm like, what <laughs> <laughs> to be on your channel. So I'm honored to be here. Well, <laughs> I'm happy to repay it. So, but yeah, <laughs> you've been, you've been making my thumbnails for man. How long has it been? Six months, maybe Yes, like six, seven months. That is insane. And the thumbnails you make, you're an artist. So thank, thank you. Thank you. I, and <laughs> it's w- a lot of fun. I have to say, so before we get into the meat of all of this, I have to say when I put out six months ago, hey, I'd love to have someone help me make these thumbnails because I'm not that good at it. My thumbnails were like a... Two out of 10. So I put out there on Twitter, like looking for someone who's passionate, loves wrestling, wants to make thumbnails. I had a bunch of people apply and a bunch of people reach out, maybe 300 in total. Mm-hmm. You were the only person who messaged me and said, hey, I made up some mock-ups of what your thumbnails would look like. Take a mm-hmm. look. Let me know what you think. If you like them, cool. I feel, cool, not I feel like people don't like,
1: they they, I don't know how to word it. They will ask for something or they'll be like, yeah, I'll make your thumbnails but they won't show proof of how you can do it. Yeah. So that's that was the mindset. I'm like, well, I really want the job for one. And then two, I was like, well, he's got to see what my thumbnails look like before he hires me.
0: <laughs> well, I knew what your thumbnails look like and they're like an 11 out of 10. They're incredible. They're one of the reasons why your YouTube channel is you know, blowing up. Mm-hmm. But the fact that you went out of your way and took your time to go, here's what your thumbnails could look like. I went, mm-hmm. you're hired. Perfect. <laughs> like you work hard. I like it. Mm-hmm. We, and I feel like we, we work well together with the
1: thumbnails too. Like I remember at first it was a little like a, like trial and error, like um kind of figure out what your style was. But I feel like we got it down now. Like um every time I send you one, usually there's not really a revisions anymore, unless there's like small little tweaks.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, let's be honest. You know what you're doing. I have no <laughs> clue what I'm doing. Like. When we first started working together and we first became friends 6 months ago, our channels were about the same size. I think I was at like 250ish and you were at 230 or 240. I have a YouTube channel, you have like a rocket ship. <laughs> like it's been amazing watching you
1: grow. It's it's been so interesting seeing like the growth of my channel too cuz like I knew exactly the reason. I like the exact reason on why my channel grew fast around like 6 months ago. It was just cuz I was being lazy. I was so lazy. I was like at first when I started my channel, I had so much passion and then like I was like, oh, I want my, you know, first plaque or whatever, and then I didn't ha- I didn't write any more goals. And then mm. once I started writing more goals and figuring out I just don't like editing and that was the main reason why I got lazy is cuz I hate editing. Yeah. So I hired an editor, videos started
0: taking off. Ah, that's so, look, you're speaking my language here, Brandon. like (laughs) writing down goals. Like, man, that is right up my alley here. So when you decided like, man, I've achieved all the goals that I wrote down before, what were some of the new goals that you wrote down? Some of the new goals that
1: I wrote down were just stuff to look forward to. Um, Like they're, they're like not minor goals, but like stuff that is like six months ahead. So like at the time when I wrote new goals, um, it was just to get to 300,000 subscribers by a certain date. Yeah. So I just work harder, make more videos, uh, be on a schedule, um, hire an editor, just like small stuff that would get me there. Um, and then some other goals are just like, you know, make this amount of money and th- like buy then or stuff like that, stuff to just keep me going and get me motivated.
0: I heard something great from another entrepreneur who basically said, when you're starting out, you're willing to take your time in order to save money. And as you get going, you're willing to spend the money in order to get back that time. And that sounds like exactly what you did here by maybe your editing skills are a seven or eight out of 10, but you don't love it. Mm -hmm. Hire someone who's great at it and pay them a little bit of money and take that off your plate completely. Right. Like um, something I learned from Mr. Beast
1: actually was that he just doesn't do anything he doesn't like doing. So like if he didn't like editing he hired an editor immediately. Or if he didn't like making his thumbnails, he hired a thumbnail artist immediately. Just like yeah. that way you're happier just making videos.
0: Yeah. So is one of the goals hitting a million
1: subscribers? Oh, definitely. That I'm trying I'm I'm trying to go for it by next year,
0: sometime next year. Well, look, anybody who's watching this right now, I will link it down below. Brandon does everything. Brandon's channel is infinitely better than my channel. So if you're <laughs> subscribed to mine, please subscribe to Brandon's as well.
1: Look, I, I don't know about that. Your interviews are fire.
0: <laughs> sure. Thank you. I appreciate that. But your channel is like, a well, again, it's a, it's a rocket ship. So what have you done over the last six months? I mean, you've gained over 100,000 subscribers in just six months. As we sit here right now, you're at 360-ish thousand. You know, this video will be on YouTube for years and years and years but and this will be like a time capsule people yeah. go, ah, he was he was only at 360 mm-hmm. at that time so what have you done over these last six months to really ramp things up um one thing I
1: started like looking at I would like look at my analytics and see what videos did better um, so I was very in the mindset of like doing like my career stuff in the 2k games and uh, universe mode stuff in the 2k games. And I would make those like a episodic, you know, series. But over time, like anybody knows this episode one does amazing episode two eh, and then three. It just starts dipping after that. Um, But then I noticed all of my like one off type of videos like can Akinator guess these wrestlers or guessing, you know, superstars like ages or whatever, like just one off type of videos that last forever did better. Um, So I just switched. Positions basically, I just stopped making episodic, you know, shows basically, and just did one-off things.
0: And I think I did way better in the long run. I think we've gotten ahead of ourselves a bit here. Like, let's let's kind of set the table for everybody. You're 21 years old. Yes. 360,000 subscribers. This is your full-time job. You are a full-time YouTuber. First of all, thank you, thank you, thank you. Congratulations, man! But let's back it up a bit here. You started your channel in 2014, like. I guess that's when you first started posting videos. Mm-hmm. When would you say you became uh, an official professional YouTuber?
1: Oh, that—that's a hard question, honestly. Because, okay, I'll, I'll give you a little bit of a like a backstory, please. So, um, in 2014, I started the channel. I would post like Minecraft, Call of Duty, just random stuff that like. And you're 14
0: at the time. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, like a 14, <laughs> 15, depending on like what month it was. Sure. And. I would just upload content for my friends to watch. And, um, eventually like it picked up like a little bit of an audience, very small. And then I was like, okay, wait, this is kind of fun. And I was in high school already and I was already taking acting classes. So it was just kind of fun for me to just do type of like improv kind of videos. So I think that's why I ended up falling in love with it. Um, but at the time, um, minecraft and call of duty was not doing it um i kind of fell out of both games because the call of duty game started getting bad and then minecraft i just you know got tired of it after a while um and then i was like i don't know what a post and then i was like i love wwe i was like i don't know how to make content on it but i love watching it yeah. so i just made like an injury report video about like seth Rollins. It was around the time like he got his um his knee hurt or whatever. Nope. Um, so I just like posted that it did well for my channel at the time. I was like, okay, okay. I think I know where to go and, you know, which direction to go in. Um, so 2K, WWE 2K17 comes out. It's a school day. It comes out and uh, my mom had already left for work. My sister is out and I'm the only one home and I made the decision to skip school that day to live stream 2K17, like the day, the first day it com- uh, came out. Cause I'm like, if I want to get in this community, the first day it comes out is very important. So yeah. um, I just stayed home from school um, and uh, streamed that. And then that video took off. And I'm like, okay, I know where to go from here. Um, so I just kept making. 2K17 content, my career uh, specifically, I would only upload my career content. Um, But I think the moment to answer your question when I felt like I became a YouTuber was when 2K, um, uh, they DM me on Twitter and uh, invited me out to like one of uh, one of the SummerSlam events or something like that. And that's when I was like, okay,
0: okay, yeah, I think I'm a YouTuber now. <laughs> and you're like, wait a second, you guys are going to fly me out here? Mm-hmm. You guys are going to pay for my trip to come yes. out? Like, I, I, I'm not going to tell anybody, but I would have paid for <laughs> myself to come out there yes. and do this for free.
1: Like, I think, um, so I got invited my first year that I started making 2K content. I had my channel for like three years already, but... Um, the first year that I made content, I got invited out and I only had like 48, 49,000 subscribers, like still super small channel. And then, um, you know, like you said, I was, I wanted to tell people, but I couldn't. So like, obviously I had to tell my mom cause I wasn't 18 yet. So she had to come <laughs> with me. Um, and then, uh, I told my dad and stuff like that. And a couple of close friends, but, um, my mom was able to come with me. And that was really fun for her because, uh, you know, we grew up, me and my sister grew up with a single parent, you know, me and my mom and my sister. Um, and my mom had to pay for everything. If we did road trips, she paid for everything. Yeah. So when 2K flew us out, she paid for nothing and she absolutely <laughs> loved it. And I felt very proud. And that was in Los Angeles, right? That was in New York, actually. That was, um, it was this 2018... Uh, Oh, 2017. It was like right. the SummerSlam where it was like Braun Strowman, Roman Reigns, Brock, and I think Samoa Joe in the main event or something like that. Yeah. Um, around whatever year that was.
0: <laughs> so you, I mean, I always talk about niching down on your niche. You found out your niche was WWE 2K games. Mm-hmm. And now you've basically doubled down on it, tripled down on it, 10X down on it. Yes. Like, I try,
1: I, I want to try like other stuff and like, you know, post other games. But I think niching down is really the smartest way to go. If you want to see like long-term growth, if that makes sense.
0: Well, I mean, that's exactly what you've done. I'm very curious. How do you continue to find new content? That's the hard part. That is, I think,
1: with the 2K games, they don't give us a lot to work with. Um, So it's kind of looking around on YouTube, seeing what other content creators are doing, see how they're... Uh, diversifying, you know, their content with whatever game they're playing. So sometimes um, if I can't think of something, I'll look around, see what other creators are doing and kind of like, not take from them, but like look at what they're doing and apply it to myself or like to 2K. Yeah.
0: I mean, Tony Robbins always says success leaves clues. So mm. if other people are doing things and their numbers are growing, like, yeah, I could take that idea, put my own spin on it, and do the BDE version of that. Right, like there was a there's a YouTuber named uh, Lil Simsy. Uh,
1: she just does um, you know Sims 4 content, um, but she used a number generator to like make her builder or something like make her house. And I was like, oh, that's that's actually really cool. What if I use the number generator? To um, draft my roster in 2K. So, like, there's like over 200 people. So, if I ask Google to draft my roster, it gives me 30, and then I get Cesaro. And I
0: thought that was really cool. <laughs> yeah. What video have you made where you were surprised by how many views it got?
1: Okay. No, no, no. This is a recent one. Um, okay. <laughs> so, I made a video. Um, it was like, I put Brandon Collins, that's like my creative wrestler. Um, I put Brandon Collins in today's WWE and this happened or whatever. Um, My roommate, Aaron actually um, came up with the idea or no, my friend or my roommate Dalton came up with the idea, but Aaron is the one who did that idea before I did. So um, I gave everybody credit or whatever. And then that video exploded. And I didn't think that it was going to do as well as it did because I was like okay 500,000 people probably don't know who my created wrestler is Yeah, but I don't I don't know why that video popped I don't know why
0: <laughs> All right well then on the flip side of it what video did you think oh man this video is going to be just a, a huge hit you put so much time so much effort into it and I just kind of fell flat Oh
1: okay now this this <laughs> that's a good question so it was actually the video that you were in the, um, sorry, sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> it was the video that you were in and it was like, uh, spin the, uh, famous YouTubers decide what goes on the wheel from what I buy on WWE shop. I thought that video was going to pop immediately yeah. and it did well, like in the first couple of days and then it fell off, but now it spiked right back up. Like it has over 200,000 views now and it spiked out of nowhere. I don't know where it came from, but it happened in the last month. And I, I don't know.
0: (laughs) I feel like YouTube went, Oh, Chris Van Vliet's in that video. Uh, We're not going to show it to too many people. (laughs) They're like, Oh, but Xavier Woods now. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever you have done, like the algorithm loves you. And it's amazing.
1: I think it's like, um,
0: the algorithm knows what
1: people like and, I feel like one of my oldest problems was titling the video WWE 2K, blah, 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 and then naming after the episode instead of describing what the video is in the title. Like, you know?
0: Yes, oh my God. I always tell people, these are not YouTube titles. These are headlines. Yeah. And I made the mistake early on by going like, Jeff Hardy interview, March 2012. It's like, -hmm. that doesn't tell me a damn thing about the interview. (laughs) Yeah, like I I, I just recently learned that only
1: like a couple of months ago. um, And I've seen the growth immediately. Like mm. it really makes a difference on how you title it. And everybody knows that. But like once you apply it and you see the changes, it's insane.
0: Yeah, so there's the takeaway. These are not YouTube titles. Mm-hmm. These are headlines. And yeah. you got to make the headlines something that people want to like that they are descriptive, descriptive enough that people want to click on them. Mm-hmm. You mentioned a few of your roommates, and I don't know if everybody knows this, but you live in a house with a whole bunch of other YouTubers. Yeah, I live in a YouTube house with um, Simply Better Am and
1: Phoenix Nitro. We uh, have a group channel called Vibe, and we at first when we started that channel, we didn't do we didn't want to do anything wrestling related because we know how like locked down the community is. Like if you do like for my channel, for example, if I uploaded Fortnite. It's not going to do well just yeah. and because that's not what my audience subscribed for. Um, so when we started the Vibe channel, it was like vlogs and random stuff and it did well. But then we were like, okay, let's just post 2K and then <laughs> exploded. <laughs>
0: so how many subscribers does it
1: have right now? Uh, so the Vibe channel has 34,000 subscribers at the moment. Um, but when we stopped uploading on it, Uh, for a couple of months, it only had like 15,000 or something. But then when we started uploading 2K, it got like 15,000 in like two months.
0: Well, let's Uh, throw that link in the description as well. (laughs) Yes. I've got a secondary channel as well. And I'm with you. It's a little disheartening that the numbers weren't growing as much. Mm -hmm. I had a Clips channel, CBV Clips. Hey, I'll put the description down below if you guys (laughs) want to check it out, man. (laughs) We got so many links in the description now. For real. But I was just posting like clips from my longer interviews. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. oh man, like these will do great. And they didn't, you know, it did okay. Mm -hmm. And I went, well, what's the point in continuing to post on here? I didn't for a few months, kind of like your story. Mm -hmm. And then I checked in on and I went, oh, for some reason, this got into the algorithm. And now a bunch of people have subscribed. The algorithm is so
1: weird because like there, there are videos that will fall flat for like a year and then out of nowhere a spike. I don't know why it happens. And like, I'll talk to my manager about it and ask him like, Hey, do you know why this happens? He's like, just
0: YouTube. (laughs) You know, what's so funny about this is YouTube is basically deciding who's going to be a millionaire and who's not going to be a millionaire. Yep. Yep. Like we could click a button or two here and you know, Mm -hmm. BDE and CBV could be rich. I man, or you they could make nothing. That button, please, <laughs> please, <laughs> seriously. The fact that you have a manager is also something I think we should be applauding. Yeah, like that. That kind of came out
1: of nowhere because when. So what happened was I was with um, like two other like networks before um, the one I'm with now. I'm with Studio Seventy One now, and I didn't like networks anymore because they would offer things that did not actually like, come to me like uh, I won't say like who I was with or whatever uh, sure. but like they would promise things and I never see that delivery so mm-hmm. I was kind of like sour on it for a little bit and then like one day in my email um, someone reached out from Studio 71 and was just telling me like about their you know network and stuff I'm like I don't know and then they' were like let's just have one call see how it goes I had the call and I'm like okay I kind of like what I'm hearing but I'm also sour on network. So I don't know. And then they connected me with who my manager is now. You broke down everything and I was like, okay, I'll give it a go. If this doesn't work, this is my last time signing with the network, blah, blah, blah. Um, and after I signed with them, I have no reason to leave now. They treat, they, they treat their creators so well that I don't expect
0: to leave anytime soon. I'm <laughs> so happy to hear that because yeah. I think a lot of people have had the experiences that you've had previously Mm -hmm. with a network where you get promised a lot of things and then nothing really happens. They just collect your views and collect Mm -hmm. a percentage of your earnings. Yeah. And I, and that ain't right (laughs) No, You know, you had it, you had an interesting crossroads in your life when you're starting to take off, things are going well with your YouTube channel. You're about to graduate from high school and you got to decide like, all right, am I going to continue down this path of being a professional YouTuber Mm -hmm. or am I going to go to college? So what did that decision look like? Oh, man, that this is a story I've told many times, too.
1: Um, so I was in high school. Uh, I I don't know how many subscribers I had when I graduated. I don't remember. But it was... I, oh, wait, actually, no. It, I think I only had like 900 or like 1,000 subscribers when I graduated. It was something like that. And I went to college, but I did not like it. It was not for me. Um one thing like me and my mom always talked about was no matter what you have to graduate high school, just get your diploma, anything you do after that, we'll talk about it, but graduate. Um, so I graduated, no problem. And then I went to college and I was just not liking it at all. Like I didn't care for what I was going for. I just knew I either wanted to be an actor or I wanted to be a YouTuber. And I was like, in a in a weird way, the most realistic option is YouTuber (laughs) Uh, because it is hard to grow on YouTube. But, um, I asked my mom, I was like, okay, let me just have one year off, no school. Let me just focus on YouTube. And if it doesn't work out in a year, then I'll go back to college. No arguments, nothing. And she was like, okay. And we made the deal. Um, And three months into our deal, she told me I didn't have to go back because (laughs) the channel did well. Um, I made enough money to where I was helping with bills and like still had money for myself. So she was like, okay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You know, when you're, when you're looking at it, both of those careers seem very unlikely from the outset, Mm -hmm. actor and YouTuber, like they're both, you know, million to one odds unless you put in the work, (laughs) unless, you know, you make the effort. And I think that so many people in both of those fields, heck, I live in Los Angeles where there's a lot of both. There's a lot Mm -hmm. of actors and a lot of YouTubers. I should say there's a lot of aspiring actors sure. and a lot of aspiring YouTubers, mm-hmm. but you actually put in the work, which is why you're in the position that you're in now.
1: It's hard. Like, um, I think when, when I first started, I knew I wanted to do it. I was very passionate about YouTube. I had been watching it for years before, like I actually like made my own channel. Yeah. Um, so every day I'd be in my room, wake up, I'd eat, shower or whatever. And then I'd make like three or four videos a day and then. You know, get it edited, get it scheduled, and I would just keep going. My mom said she she says it to this day. She barely saw me, and like when I started YouTube, because I was working all the time, and I still work a lot now, but it's definitely not as much as I used to. <laughs> so, what's the schedule look like now? Um, so on like, there's no like set days that I record, but. Um, like I recorded today, I'm going to take the day off tomorrow and i like take the day off. I'm going to edit my video tomorrow. Wait, what are you doing editing? I thought you had an editor. (laughs) See, okay. So I have an editor, but I tell him not to put the music on it because I like to do the music. Okay. Um, so I don't know why I just do, (laughs) um, yeah, I just like to do the music and like, just put the final touches on it so that I have a say in the edit as well. Um, and then I get it up and stuff like that. So I take days off from recording so that I can let my voice rest. Um, and I'll think of a new idea that day. Um, if I have like thumbnails to do, uh, for you and me, (laughs) then I'll have some time. Um, and then I also take that time to like hang out with my friends and my girlfriend and stuff like that. Um, but back in the day, I'd record every single day.
0: I can't wait to see the thumbnail you make for this video. Oh, it's going to be easy
1: too. (laughs) It's going to be epic. I'm just going to take some thumbnail pictures after this.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You know, you talk about letting your voice rest. And I, I think that's actually a big thing that not a lot of YouTubers, not a lot of podcasters talk about. And I've had times because you're using a different voice when you're presenting, even if it's just amped up just a little bit, you're using a different voice, using different muscles. And I don't know about you, but there's been times when I do a bunch of YouTubing or interviews in a day, my throat just feels Mm -hmm. tight. Just feels tight afterwards.
1: It'll feel like sore or like, you gotta drink a lot of water or something. Cause like, uh, especially like with wrestling, um, like when when it's about the game or a match, you get really excited and you get into it and then you start yelling and then yeah <laughs> it gets bad
0: <laughs> i feel like we should learn some like voice warm up exercises yes please <laughs> like, seriously well i had a vo- i had a voice coach on the podcast the number one voice coach in the world roger love and he actually like mm-hmm. taught me a bunch of things i was like oh okay I definitely do not do any of those things. And this makes perfect sense why my voice is destroyed sometimes after this. I need to learn some of those techniques. I'll, t- <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll tell you afterwards. Yeah. That's sweet. <laughs> what, when did you come up with the name Brandon Does Everything? Great name, by the way.
1: <laughs> that was, okay, fun fact, too. I, hate, I hated the name at first, but... I didn't have anything else to come up with. That was my Brandon does everything. Was my last resort. That was my last option. Um, my first YouTube name was E Trauma, and I hate I hate the name now. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> what I is E Trauma? Uh, so okay, on on PlayStation, my name was Emerald Effect. So I took the E from Emerald and just put Trauma. I don't know why I use like a. a a name generator or a YouTube name generator or something. Um, so I just put those together. I thought it was so clever at the time too. And I hated it. Um,
0: but- I don't know. It's It sounds like we're rolling into like an emergency room. <laughs> and he has some real e-trauma here. You know?
1: <laughs> so I was like, I want to change it, um, but I want my name to be in it. And yeah. I was like, I don't want like my actual name. Like there's nothing wrong with my last name. But I was like, I just, I want like a YouTube name. Um and i couldn't think of anything else and at the time i wanted to do wrestling content but other do do other stuff as well so i was like okay whatever brandon does everything and then i was like that is a long name but i was like eh, what are the chances i'll actually grow <laughs> 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 and then it took off and then i couldn't change it cuz then yeah
0: bde <laughs> is also really easy to say
1: yeah and i at first i hated being called bde i, I hated it so much i don't know why but but I get it because people didn't want to type out my long name. So I was like, I just got used to it after a while. And then like my friends started calling me that. So I was like, okay, if my friends are calling me that and I'm like, okay, I'm cool with it. And then I realized when I got my plaque, I tried typing Brandon does everything out on the plaque. Everything fit except the G at the end. So I had Brandon to put does something everything. else on the plaque. <laughs> Brandon does everything. So I just put a different name on my plaque. <laughs>
0: So your shirt that you're wearing right now is your own, your own merch. Yeah. Yeah. This is my own merch. Do everything. Do everything. (laughs) Which is the exact opposite of what we just talked about, about niching down.
1: (laughs) (laughs) True. (laughs) I mean,
0: while you do everything, you just do the, you kind of just do the things that you do really, really well.
1: Yeah. Like, um, so like for the merch, for example, the the do everything kind of line of it is kind of, do everything you can to be
0: the best you can in a way. I love it, yeah, I love it. so it, you're twenty one now as you look ahead to twenty five to thirty, what do you want to be doing? um that's a great question um i at the end of the
1: day, I don't really want to stop making YouTube videos at any point like I know't like I feel like there will be other opportunities in the future for sure, but even if the schedule comes down to if I only uploaded once a week, I'd still upload once a week. Yeah. Um, the, in like a couple of years, I'd love to be, you know, an actor on a TV show or a movie or something like that. That's always been my dream since I was a kid. But I'm very happy making YouTube videos and I don't plan on stopping.
0: Are you still taking acting
1: lessons? No, actually. Um, so when I was before I moved to Ohio, um, I was in a couple of music videos. um for people, like I would get roles through like backstage or whatever. Um, and I moved here and there was barely anything, like yeah. there is nothing to do here really. Um, so I was like, okay, I'm just going to focus in on YouTube. Um, so I probably still need some acting lessons.
0: <laughs> We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Well, I have an agent in that area that I could connect okay. you with. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Cause I, I mean, I don't know if everybody knows this, but I lived in, you live in Dayton, Ohio. I was in Cincinnati, Ohio for nine months. Can't believe that we never made our paths cross. Right. I didn't know you lived that close to me until you were yeah. already gone. <laughs> Sammy Callahan lives in your city. Yeah. He lives
1: very close, honestly, very close to me. Um, well, I feel like he should stop by. <laughs> Cause when I was, uh, when I was in wrestling school, um, The the person that was training us is friends with Sammy Callahan. He was like, yeah, he lives like right down the road. I didn't know how close he
0: lived to me. (laughs) I feel like he should stop by the house and appear in some videos. You know, I'd be down. (laughs) I'm sure we could make that happen. For real. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Is there something interfering with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 48 hours. Now, this isn't a crisis line. This isn't self-help. This is professional counseling done securely online. There's a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available in many areas. The service is available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room with traditional therapy ever again. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit their website and read their testimonials that are posted daily. Visit betterhelp.com slash insight. That's h slash insight and join the over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they're recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. So the special offer for anybody listening to Insight right now is 10% off your first month. Just go to betterhelp.com slash insight. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash insight. What would you say are three big things that someone who's just starting out in YouTube absolutely needs to do?
1: Absolutely, okay, yeah, niche down for sure because the YouTube algorithm will love you if you just niche down because they'll know exactly where to put your content. Um, The second thing I would do is make 100 videos, just do it. Just, if you think you're bad at it, just do it. Make 100 videos because chances are you will be bad at it and (laughs) you will learn from it. Like you'll watch your first video and be like, okay, well, I know what to tweak and what to change. And then by your 101st video, It'll be a lot better than yours. Yes, version. love it. Um, and the third, I'd probably say. I know it sounds kind of corny, but be yourself. Because <laughs> at first, when I when I started, I would try and like have I wrote jokes out. I wish my notebook was over here because I still have it. I would have like write jokes out, figure out where to put it in the video, and then it would just fall flat because like. When I'm trying to be funny, I am not funny. (laughs) So when I'm just being myself, I think that's where more people just, started subscribing and connecting with me because I'm just doing me.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's such good advice. I think like, uh, I'm going to be paraphrasing this, but I heard something recently that was like, if you're inauthentic, people will smell that like from a mile mm-hmm. away. And if you're inauthentic, that is the quickest, easiest way to kill your brand. Right. But if you are authentic, people will immediately smell that out. That's the quickest way to grow your brand.
1: Right. And I think that is really good advice because I don't I don't even know how to describe it. It's like when I'm just when I watch my old videos and I see what I was trying to be, yeah. then I don't like it at all. I can smell it. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I feel like now it's just when I make videos, it's literally just my personality turned up to a five,
0: <laughs> a, f- a five out of five or what? Five out of five. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah. Five out of five. How long did it take you to start to become accustomed to seeing yourself?
1: Um, It was, Honestly, it was pretty quick just because since I was already taking acting lessons, I was already kind of comfortable being on camera. I was prepared to be on camera whenever. Um, but at first, I didn't do face cams just because I didn't have the equipment. And yeah. then um, I just was like, okay, well, I didn't even announce a face reveal. I know like a lot of YouTubers do that, a face reveal. <laughs> I didn't care. I was
0: like, okay. Because <laughs> I think there's some people that go, ah, oh, do I really do that with my eyebrows when I talk? Does my mm-hmm. mouth really only come up on one side? Like, yes. That yeah. is what you look like. <laughs> that is how the rest of the world sees yes. you. And now you need to get used to it. The the I think
1: the number one thing that I always look at for my own videos is when I don't, when I really need a haircut. If I need a haircut, <laughs> I'm like, oh no, people
0: can see this. Especially during quarantine. Yes, it's bad. <laughs> yeah, I was the guy who got haircuts every two weeks and then I went like four months at the start mm-hmm. of this thing and I went, jeez, that does not yeah. look good. I would try and get haircuts like every two to three
1: weeks. There was a period I didn't get a haircut for like two or three months and it, it got... <laughs> I was like, oh boy.
0: <laughs> so what do you say to someone, Brandon, who says, man, I, I niche down. I've made 100 videos and I still have only like 1,400 subscribers. Ooh, what do I need to do? Make... As
1: simple as it sounds, make content people want to watch. That yeah. is... That is the main thing. If you if you make content people want to watch and like you edit it well, they'll, they will do well, 100%. There's no reason it won't. Unless like the thumbnail is bad or the title is bad. Um, and that's another thing too. People um, need to take more time with how they title it, like a video, because if a couple of things are out, it, that is, it's dramatic. It's a dramatic change, really. Like, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. <laughs> it's very simple.
0: No, I think you, I think you described it really well. I, I, I also think it's really important to like focus. Like thumbnail and titles are like the two most important things. They really right. are because once someone's clicked on your video, hopefully they're going to stay for it.
1: Because mm-hmm. like the title and thumbnail matter the most. Because if they they got to click on it before they watch it. So like if the
0: content is at least somewhat good, then the video should do somewhat well. I would say to people, you just got to start. Like, I think there's so many people that go, well, I would. I don't have the right microphone. I don't have the right camera. No, no, no. Just start. Like, Like, just hit record. (laughs) We all have one of these things in our pocket. Mm -hmm. The the cameras are pretty good on these things. They're really good. Right. Just start. And like your favorite YouTubers, you know, we all started at the same spot, right? We all started with zero subscribers and zero views. And it's really important to keep that in mind. Right. Um,
1: A lot of like... The Brandon Does Everything channel wasn't even my first channel. I had like two other ones before that. Um, so I've I've really been making content for a long time. But um, the the I would have there. My girlfriend makes fun of me for it all the time. I had this Call of Duty video that I had. Um, I had no recording software. I put a bunch of boxes on my coffee table. <laughs> I put my phone or I put like a camcorder on something. And I just recorded my TV and I just did commentary over the the Call of Duty game I had. So it's really like, even if you don't have the equipment, just get started so that you can get comfortable so that when you do have the equipment, then you can make the best content possible.
0: So what does your setup look like right now? Um,
1: So before I used to have like three monitors, uh, but I upgraded to getting just two bigger ones. Uh, So I just have like two big curve monitors. I have like two um, LED lights. That are shining on me. Uh, I got the green screen. Uh, I have a DSLR camera hooked up um, instead of like which. A, which DSLR do you have? Uh the
0: Lumix G7. Okay. Um, it's, we have the same mics. We are microphone G7 twins here. G7? The SM7B. Everyone, yep. has this mic <laughs> for real. It's really the way to go. It's the
1: best um, mic. And then I have like the Go XLR that my mic is hooked up to, so like I can like turn you down if I need to, but I could also have like Spotify playing loud if I needed to, like you know. Um, and then that's really the setup. I got the PS5 down there, weird flex. Um, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just had to throw that in, you know, yeah, you know, something like
0: <laughs> what was the first big purchase that you made with some of your YouTube earnings?
1: Oh, the my first computer. Um the or the first computer I bought myself. Um, so the first computer I had, my my dad and my stepmom got it for me for my birthday. And same with my Blue Yeti mic. They got me the whole YouTube setup. Um, And then I was still with the first network I was ever with. And they were terrible to me. They kept all of my money. They never paid me. Um, And then one day I was fed up. So I emailed them. I was like, technically, you have me by contract and I'm not 18. So you can let me out of this contract or we can take it to someone, you know, kind of thing. They let me out immediately. I think like two (laughs) days after I sent that email, they (laughs) said, goodbye, you have been released. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So then YouTube AdSense, you know, went back to normal that I was able to control my money. And then... I don't care to say the first check I had because it don't matter. Um, The first check I had was like $1,700. That was the first check I ever got from YouTube. Um, And I spent all of it on a new computer. I was like, if I want to be serious about it, I got to buy a new computer, new equipment and stuff like that. So,
0: yeah. And I think people will be surprised to learn that both you and I are PC users. Yes. (laughs) I I think that everyone just assumes, oh, you want to be a creator, you got to have a Mac. And this, I'm not hating on Macs. I have an Apple in my pocket, an Apple product, (laughs) iPhone in my pocket, (laughs) right. But I think that people are surprised to learn that we have PCs. Yeah, like I've, I noticed a lot of YouTubers
1: actually edit on Mac, um, which is unique because I've never been like into like Mac products like that, except like the phones. Um, And I just felt like you could do more with like Windows computers. Um, but I mean, whatever you edit with, you know,
0: <laughs> I don't, I don't think it matters. I actually have a laptop, so right. I don't even have a desktop. Oh, you don't No. <laughs> mm. I was on the road like in a normal time before covid. I was on the road so much. Oh yeah, yeah. I was doing all my interviews in person. We would have totally done this one in person mm-hmm. if the world was a little bit more normal. So I wanted like this super computer that I could just take in a laptop case and take with me anywhere. Yeah, I had a does. quick story here. I was editing it was right after um it was right after Double or Nothing, AEW's first pay-per-view mm-hmm. and I went and we shot the like Press conference, the the media scrums they did afterwards. Mm -hmm. And I had this like older laptop, and it was going to take like 52 minutes to export this video and render it. And it was already like one o'clock in the morning in Las Vegas. And I'm like, okay. I'm gonna set my alarm for like 1:51, mm-hmm. so that I can wake up when this thing is done rendering. Then upload it to YouTube. Then start to export the other one. Go to sleep for another 50 minutes. Wake back up, and yeah. I woke up the, the third time and went, "I'm buying a new computer tomorrow." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't blame me on that one. <laughs> and now I can export those same videos in like two minutes. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's,
1: that's how it was for me. Like the computer that my dad and stepmom got me, it was great. You know, forever thankful for him. It got me started. But sure. that computer was terrible for rendering videos. Absolutely terrible. And that was one of the main reasons I had to get a new one. I was like, I uh, can't do it.
0: <laughs> so your mom must be so proud of what you've built.
1: Yeah, she, she was very proud once like she got to fly out with me for the 2K event because she had never been to a wrestling show either. And like when 2K, 2K gets a lot of crap for like their games, but they are really good with how they treat you. Um, like when they fly you out because they pay for everything um, before like, you know, the what we got going on in the world right now. Um, yeah. They, oh, the first event I went to, it was a 2K SummerSlam party or something like that. So like there was a couple of wrestlers there doing interviews and that's where I got to interview the New Day. Um and the next day was NXT Takeover. I don't remember which one, uh, whatever one was in Brooklyn in to, uh, 2017. Um, so they got us seats to Takeover. It was actually the one Adam Cole debuted at. Um and Yeah, and my Gotta mom. Say that. Lo- oh, of course, of course, you got to. <laughs> um, and then my mom absolutely loved it. She had never been to a wrestling show. She fell in love with Ember Moon and Oscar's match. She was in tears for us. She loved that match. <laughs> um, and then the, the next day was SummerSlam and she loved SummerSlam too. They put us in like the box uh, or whatever. Um, yeah. so, and she had never been in a box before. So that was really cool. Um, man, look
0: at you, you're showing your mom <laughs> the
1: world, you know,
0: that, that was really fun. That was a, that was a great moment for me. It <laughs> it also must feel pretty cool that, you know, you got your own car out of this mm-hmm. Got You're, are you renting the house you're in right now? Yeah, I'm renting the house I'm in um and same with the car. I mean, I'm not renting the car,
1: you know. You're leasing car, no. the car. Right, yeah.
0: But the fact that like you built all
1: of this yeah. yourself. This it's is amazing. Crazy. Like I'm like I'm still so young and like when people ask me, you know, where do you, where do you want to be at in 5 years? I don't know.
0: <laughs> I really don't know. Well, I mean, the answer might just be like doing the same thing but like way bigger. Like Right. You're going to be at I'm, I would imagine two million plus in five years. i I freaking hope so I'll be I'll probably hit three hundred thousand by then. <laughs> you you got three hundred thousand by the end of this year, no problem. I don't
1: know honestly and I hate to say
0: this. I honestly don't know. that's the goal. Mm-hmm. But my channel's growing at like two thousand subscribers a month. yours is growing at twenty thirty thousand a month, something like that. Dude, that's amazing. And
1: this is this is the most growth I've seen from YouTube like ever. Like ride this wave. Like every day I'm still like checking stuff and like I don't know it's crazy.
0: <laughs> Who were some of the YouTubers that really inspire you? Definitely
1: Chris Danker, a hundred percent. Um, I'd say Dank Ops. Yeah, I'd say Dank Ops, um, Pulse, or some people may know him as CM Pulse. Um, just almost anyone. Um, that was in the 2K community because there's not a lot of us. Um, so just really everybody. Um, but the main people I would watch would be Dank and Pulse.
0: I mean, you mentioned Mr. Beast before, and I think it's hard to be in this space without looking up to him and being mm-hmm. blown away by what he's built.
1: Yeah, I, I look up to him very like very much because the, the way he handles himself with knowing what works, what doesn't, knowing when to switch things and just like I said earlier about him not liking to do a certain thing. So he hired someone to do it. So he would enjoy his job better. That's the
0: kind of stuff that like I look at. (laughs) When you look back at your videos from even like six months ago, are you like, could have definitely done this or that better?
1: Yeah. Like I heavily critique a video. I would even do like a week ago. Um, Cause I'm like, Oh, I could have added it in like a a meme right there. That would have been perfect for it or stuff like that. Like I, I will always critique my own content. Cause like, I'm obviously in like competition with other 2K creators, but like I don't see it that way because they're all my friends in real life. So yeah. I just see it as we're all growing together, but I compete with myself all the time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, the, that's a healthy competition, competing yeah. with yourself. And I also think that as a, as a presenter, I mean, as a broadcaster, whatever, if you're not looking back at your old stuff and going, ooh, that's, yeah. that kind of sucked a little bit, I think you're heading in the wrong direction then. Because mm-hmm. like, I feel like you have to critique yourself in order to get better in the first place. You absolutely do. It's tough though. It's tough to be honest with yourself sometimes.
1: Yeah. Because that was, I think that was the thing for me like when I was talking about being lazy um, and like I was lazy in 2019, I'll fully admit that. Um, I was just, <laughs> I just got tired of editing so much and like um, the, the stuff I was posting did well for my size at the time, but not really at, at the same time as well. Um, so I was just lost. I was like, I, I didn't write any goals. So I wasn't really working towards anything. And I was like, I just don't know what to post. And then, uh, since I hated editing, I wouldn't edit as much. Like before I would edit a video for maybe 20, 20, 30 minutes done and just throw it up. And I would blame the algorithm for my video not doing well. And then at a certain point, I just had to look at my videos and I'm gonna go, I'm like, it's not the algorithm. It's me. <laughs> it's, it's just me. Um, yeah. So once I was like, okay, I spent like four hours editing one video. Popped. Immediately. Blew up. I'm like, oh, okay, okay. Let me stop being lazy. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. All of this is self-taught, right? Like you taught yourself how to edit. You taught yourself how to use the cameras and everything. Mm-hmm.
1: Everything everything I learned to be a YouTuber came from YouTube. Isn't yeah. that brilliant? I, yes. Like everything I searched up, uh, uh, how to... Get a better camera. How to hook up Elgato. Everything came from YouTube.
0: <laughs> I mean, we live in a time now where you can learn literally anything right, from YouTube.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, the other day, I just bought like a heat press and stuff like that so I can make my own merch from home because um Teespring, I'll say this because everybody, everybody knows how I feel about Teespring. I love Teespring because it's so easy for people yeah. to get your merch and they put it right under your videos. Yep. But the quality has dwindled down because, like, I've noticed I'll throw stuff in the wash and then, like, the paint from it, like, scratches. And I'm like, what? what is going on? It didn't used to be like this. Um, I still love Teespring, but um, <laughs> I decided just to buy my own stuff so I can make my own merch from home. Um, wow. Yeah, that's I learned, amazing. I learned the whole process from YouTube. <laughs> You're screen printing your own shirts? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I use, um, I use, like, a heat press. Um, I have, like, a printer that will, you know, do the same thing kind of thing. Um, so, yeah.
0: Man, you really do do everything.
1: <laughs> I try my best. <laughs> this is,
0: wow. How much has your cat helped in this process? My cat?
1: <laughs> she, she has helped bring some stress levels down.
0: <laughs> that is what my cat has done. Olive, right? Yeah. Yeah, I see Olive popping up on your social media all the time. I'm like, ah, Olive's probably pretty helpful. Yeah, we, we adopted her about a month ago. Um, she is absolutely insane. She is so crazy, but she is so sweet. (laughs) When you talk about this idea of writing down goals, that's a foreign concept to a lot of people. So Mm -hmm. where did you get inspired to start doing that? Um,
1: when I was younger, my mom would, um, well, we had a school project actually. And my mom helped me out with it. She was like, we had to make a vision board and, um, I just put things that I wanted on it. And I think that really is what got me into the mindset of, okay, if you want this, write it down. You see it every day and stuff like that. And I ended up joining like this program called like the Black Rhinos program. And um, it was just for um, single parents that had a black kid um, to go hang out with other black kids and get a father figure in their life. Uh, I love my dad. Me and my dad are cool. But uh, he wasn't like, you know, with me and my family. So I would hang out with these other, um, you know, mentors, and um, one of the assignments was do a vision board, and this was mm. completely separate than the other one. This was like a school project, and this was there, and they taught me like how to tie a tie, how to fix a tire, and like just stuff you need to know. Um, and they were like, "It's very important to write down goals because all of them are successful. Um, all the mentors in the group are like, you know, uh, rocket scientists, and this, that, and that, like." They, they know what they're doing sure. Um, and they all talk about like writing goals and stuff like this. Um, so that's really where I started getting the idea from.
0: So do you still have a vision board to this day?
1: Um, I don't have a vision board, but I,
0: uh,
1: um, I, I still write my goals on a piece of paper.
0: <laughs> I love it. Yeah. yeah. No, that's, I do that every single day too. I completely, yeah. completely agree with that. I think it's such an important thing to do. Is this, it's every day that you do that?
1: Um, I'll look at it almost every day. Uh, sometimes, uh, I don't write anything if I can't think of anything. Um, but, uh, my girlfriend will kind of help me like write a new goal. If like we were talking about something, she's like, oh, you should write that goal.
0: Um, so yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I text you this frequently, but like, I'm so excited for you to hit a million subscribers. Yeah. And I think,
1: um, I think like with that kind of support too, like you can't do it by yourself, you know, like I think like one of the main reasons why the video on my channel that you were in did so well is cause everybody else was in it. Like, you know, you gotta,
0: you gotta have a support system too. Well, I mean, look at the reaction we got when I tweeted out this morning that we were going to collaborate together. Everyone's like, yeah, yeah. it's finally <laughs> happening. They were like, Oh, we've been waiting on this. <laughs> Dude, I, and I I'm just excited that like this is the first time we've actually spoken words yeah. to each other. <laughs> we were just texting up till this point, mm-hmm. but you've like, been, You've been I- such an instrumental part of my channel growing. So I want to thank you for that. Mm-hmm. No problem. It's been fun. <laughs> oh, no, it, it has been fun. And I, I just, you know, I've, I now aspire to do what you've done.
1: <laughs> and You know, it's crazy because like some people, I won't say like names just in case they don't want to be in the video, but like I've had like bigger channels tell me that they look up to me recently. And it's weird because I'm like, that's, yeah, that's weird. <laughs> like it's supposed to be the other way around.
0: Well, it's hard not to look up to what you're doing. Like especially when you look at your growth and you look at your numbers, it's it's great, man. Thank you. Very curious, what is the what is your favorite wrestling game of all time?
1: Oh, no, oh boy. Um I'm it's not a popular option, but I'm going to say <laughs> SmackDown versus Raw 2010. It's not a bad game, but that was the game I spent the most time on as a kid. Okay. Like me, Mean all my friends played it. We oh, There goes all. Yeah, there was a cameo there from Olive. <laughs> <laughs> cameo, there you go. Um, but yeah, I spent a lot of time on the game. Me and my friends would play all the time. It's mainly for the memories that I have instead of how the game actually was, kind of
0: thing. I think I'm very excited that you said Smackdown versus Raw because mine was Smackdown versus Raw 06. Oh, really? oh I love 06. Because I spent, that was the game. I, I don't play a ton of video games now, but that was the game that like we would have tournaments around that game. Right. And like spent far too much time playing that thing. The older games are so much, so much fun. Who's your favorite wrestler of all
1: time? Um. So okay, when I was growing up, Randy Orton. Because I got into wrestling like, or I'm still young, but I got into it when I was like eight. So I got into it around like when Randy Orton was popping in WWE, like okay, yeah, WWE title and everything. Um. So he just kind of like had an impression on me. Um. So Randy was my favorite growing up, but I think. Of all time, I'd probably say Daniel Bryan. Okay.
0: All right. What's your favorite match of all time? <laughs> that one's harder to think about. Um, <laughs> it's hard to narrow it down to just one.
1: Yeah, I think off, off rip, maybe maybe Tyler Bate versus Pete Dunne and like oh, 2016, that-, that match was a banger. Um, either that or Anything Johnny
0: Gargano takeover, anything. (sighs) Probably with Andrade though. So that, that match was so stiff and, oh yeah. And Johnny has been my friend. I've known Johnny for like 10 years. Oh, I didn't know that. I I was a ring announcer for a couple of different wrestling federations when I was working in Cleveland. Mm -hmm. So I was Johnny's ring announcer way before he ever even like, before any company was thinking about signing him. That's awesome. I did not know that. He's a good dude. So yeah. I'm very glad that like, you, you throw him into that mix because you're right. That guy all gives 110% matches. to every match.
1: Yes. Like he, I don't know. There's, there's just something about how he wrestles. It's so good. Hey, yeah, he wrestles with his heart. Like he true. literally is. He's all heart. That's very true.
0: What, what was the decision for you to move from Georgia to Ohio? Uh, to start the YouTube house. Um, we oh, all, wow. Of all the places, you moved to Dayton, Ohio to start a YouTube house?
1: Um, So Aaron was already living here and he had a job at the post office that he wanted to keep. And I was already ready to move out. Um, I talked to my mom about it. She was fine. Uh, Obviously, she was a little upset, but she was like, do you? Um, So, and uh, Dalt lived like an hour from me in Georgia, but we moved to Dayton because me and Dalt kind of wanted to get out of Georgia as well, because we had lived there for so long. So I was like, okay, well, I've never lived in Dayton. If I'm moving out, I kind of want to start, you know, fresh, you know, move somewhere where my friends don't live and move somewhere where family don't live because I'm almost like, gotta grow up. <laughs> um, so yeah, that we all- That
0: terrifies a lot of people, by the way. Yeah,
1: like it was it was definitely scary, but I was like, you know what, I'll, I'll be all right. Um, But yeah, we all moved here to start the house. Uh, the first house we were in was pretty small. Um, and then we have the bigger one now. What do your neighbors think of you guys? Oh, boy. Uh, the first <laughs> house, we were wilding. <laughs> we would do like 24-7 stuff outside. Like, we filmed a video where I got hit by a car. Uh, and then Aaron won the 24-7 title uh, because I got hit by a car. Um, and like Aaron honked his horn really loud. So they they probably looked at us pretty weird. I filmed some weird TikToks outside of my old, uh house. <laughs> um, so th- this house though, we've been we've been a lot better. There's HOAs and everything, so we can't be crazy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that so many people, myself included, move out at 18, 19 to go to college. And that's their experience of kind of leaving the nest, if you will. Right. Ours is, I'm moving to a new state, a new city, because I'm going to be a pro YouTuber. <laughs> you know? It. And like moving
1: in with them too, has been like a college experience, honestly. Because sure, we had, of course, because <laughs> we're like we're all around the same age. Um, Aaron's a little bit older than me and Dalt, but we're still like all around the same age. Um, and we'd have a bunch of fun uh, before, like you know, the COVID era. Um, you know, we'd have people come over to the house all the time. Uh, hang out and stuff like that. So it was, I got my college experience. <laughs> well, you're surrounded
0: by like minded people as well. Like, mm-hmm. if just one of you was a YouTuber, it might be hard to like have, like, take night that passion every single day right. to like get up and make the videos. Mm-hmm. The fact that all of you guys are doing it and you're all kind of working in collaboration and also, you know, some friendly competition with each, with each other, that's going to help.
1: Yeah. Cause when, when we're all, like when, when one person celebrates, we all celebrate. Like last night when I told them um, that I was going to be doing the interview with you, they knew for a long time that like I've always wanted to be on, the, uh, you know, on your show. So they, they were excited. Anytime someone hits a
0: milestone, we celebrate. So it's, it's a lot of fun. Dude, I'm, I'm so excited for what's next. But as your friend, I'm just super proud of everything thus far. Thank you. And you know that I end every interview talking about gratitude because it's such an important thing, I think, in all of our lives to appreciate that. So I want to ask you, Brandon, what are, what are three things you're grateful for in your life right now? Um, th- three
1: things that I'm grateful for. Um, definitely my job, <laughs> um, my girlfriend and my family and my friends. Um, even, that's all one thing. Okay. And, <laughs> and the last thing. I'm still alive
0: (laughs) with everything that's going on in the world. I'm grateful. I'm still alive. (laughs) Yeah. You've got your health, man. Yeah. Important. Thank you so much. Thank Thank you so much for that. I've learned so much. And I know that anybody that's watching this that either has a YouTube channel or is thinking about starting a YouTube channel has probably written pages upon pages of all these notes that, I mean, you've just bestowed so much wisdom upon us here. So thank you. Thank you. If anybody has a question about YouTube, DMs are always open. <laughs> oh, there it is. I, I I always
1: like to reach out. Like if I see like someone DM me the other day and um, asked for some YouTube advice about like making 2K content, and I usually like read a lot of my DMs. I even if, if I don't respond, I probably have read it. Um, I've read it. I read all my YouTube comments. But this one kid DM me. And he was just really excited about getting into the the 2K community. And I looked at his channel, and I saw that he was like actually trying, mm. like and like putting <laughs> up interesting content. So I just DM'd him back with a long, long paragraph of just this is what you should do, and you should see growth. <laughs>
0: oh, I love that. Yeah, like, like have you ever thought about making a-, a video like that? Mm-hmm. Have you ever thought about making a video like that? If you want to grow your channel, here's what you got to do.
1: I've, I've thought about it. I like I don't know how well it would do against like mm. other content, but I, I have thought about it.
0: Well, whatever you're doing, don't stop doing it. Thank you. Because <laughs> whatever you're doing, it's, it's working for your channel. And man, I look forward to doing this again with you. Yes, sir. You can have me whenever. <laughs> <laughs> BDE. Thanks yeah, so much, me. man. Thank you. B D E and C-V-V. Oh, man, I'm just so jacked up with inspiration after listening to that. 21 years old. He's just crushing it. And you know what? Brandon's just scratching the surface of what's possible. So, Brandon, I'm assuming that you're listening to this right now. Whatever you want is possible for you. You know that. Just chase after it. Reach out and grab it. In fact, that goes for everybody that's listening to this right now. If it's out there and it's possible, bam, you can do it. And if someone out there is doing the thing that you want to do, that just means that it's possible for you to do that thing as well. The blueprint has been created. Just reverse engineer their steps back to where you are right now. As the legendary Bob Proctor says, thoughts become things. If you can see it in your mind, you will hold it in your hand. Love it. Be great.